Yeah. So, I mean, I think with anything, it's how close is this person to actually purchasing? If they've clicked add to cart, we can probably treat them a little bit differently and with abandoned cart messages, right? Than somebody else who's just opted in from the blog. And, and it doesn't always have to be a coupon. I mean, if we were talking about, it, it could be like, if you really know your audience well, you could have a fun quiz inside Messenger about something they care about right? That could be your lead magnet to get them in. Um. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Hey, wanted to take a second to talk about Gay Lisby and Gary Ray's Amazon seller tribe and their daily lists that are put out um, and incredible stories that you can read if you go out and check out uh, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. I know that's a lot to put in there. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitron. And you're going to get 14 day free trial. No money risk. No, no challenges. You don't want it when you're done. You get out. But imagine getting a list, um, as Craig Fellows like to call it, mailbox money. I love that term, mailbox money. It's where you can work from your house, buy things online, have them delivered to you, and then sell them on uh, various marketplaces. But imagine you can have somebody else do that for you. So you want to buy time, you want to control uh, what they're buying. Well, you take these lists and you can join multiple lists if you're interested. And then you can segregate them for the merchandise you want and send them to them. They can make purchases for you on your behalf, have it delivered to you or delivered to them for prep. Boom, sent into these marketplaces and you could sell. How about that? Wouldn't that be awesome? I spoke at their conference and there were so many million dollar sellers just using online arbitrage. It's still available. And again, 14 days. The only way you're going to get 14 day free trials if you come through my link. Um, it is an affiliate link. Um, they do pay me, so I don't want to mislead you in any way. Um, I would appreciate it, but I'd like to see you try the 14 days. I've had so many people that have joined, have so much success. It's very exciting to me and, you know, quite humbling to me um, that they trust me to recommend this group. And I 100% recommend this group. I've seen the results. These are great people that will also teach you to fish. This isn't just a, hey, here's the list, you're on your own. No, this is, hey, here's why that wasn't a good deal. Or here, hey, there's another opportunity. And you get to join their groups. And it's just a phenomenal group of people. Um, just great, great uh, leaders in that group. And these lists are phenomenal. So again, it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. Use that, get two weeks free, try it. You don't like it? Drop out. But give it a shot if you want to add that to your business. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 396, Nick Julia. Boy, you could tell I'm an old man. I'm talking to this guy and I get lost in trying to understand Steve's way of understanding tech. And he's so smart. He just he he bears with me and he's very kind. Um it is just very cool what he's talking about. I mean, it you know, we've seen chatbots or, you know, um, messenger bots um, out there for customer service. But he's saying, hey, wait, this is even stronger. This is a, the place to start is in marketing and warming up customers. You hear that term a lot. And I think he's so spot on. And I think his point, and we get to the point at the end where this is just starting, you're in the ground phase, learn it. Go put your head down, do the work. Force yourself to learn it because guess what? It's going to be everywhere. Think of Alexa. Think of Google offering these things, right? Google uh, services, and it's going to be voice, and it's going to be this. So if you can get this down and figure this out for your brand, you're going to build your – well, you're going to outpace everybody else because they're going to be in the learning phase, and you're going to be already there executing. And the best execution, ideas are easy, execution always wins. And if you can do that, man, I just think it's so smart. Very smart guy. Reach out to him. Um, he offered to. But check, also check out his website, that mindheroes.com, because there's tons of information um, there. And I think that's a place to start. Start reading about it. Start figuring it out. And then how can you apply this in your business? It's funny. In the after call, I gave him an example of a customer that we work with. And he's like, oh, yeah, you could do this, this, and this, and this. I couldn't put it on air. But it's so powerful. And I'm like, oh, this is next level. Let's get into the podcast. 
And welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Excited about today's guest because he's going to help school us. He's going to help us. I think about next level, right? I think about, you know, we're all plodding along. We're trying to, but you have to keep looking ahead and seeing where the market is going. And I think um, if you've had any success selling on Facebook or any of those things, you can see that there's a huge opportunity there. But how do you tap into it? Well, Nick Julie is going to help us understand possibly one way. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me, Stephen. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on from, uh, it's not sunny in San Francisco because I have a friend there who is uh, golfing and he said, it's, it's always this foggy. And I'm like, yeah, it's always that foggy, right? So it's not sunny, is it? You know, the, today's one of the very rare exceptions where, yeah, no fog out my window. Oh, wow. Uh, my my great San Francisco story uh, fog was we were golfing. There's, they picked us up early from the hotel, and they bust us up there, and we're playing golf. And I kept hearing these fog chords. I'm like, what is that noise? <laughs> I couldn't see anything, right? You're, you know, you're hitting down a fairway. You can't see anything. And then eventually the clouds start to clear, and there's the Golden Gate Bridge, like right next to our head, it seemed like, because we were up on the cliffs, even pretty much with the Golden Gate Bridge, and uh, and it was it was blew my mind. And then you look down and you can see all the what the fog noise was. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I I probably know exactly where you were. You're probably at the Presidio Golf Course. Could have been. I don't remember. We were yeah, exactly. we were adult Long beverages time. involved, <laughs> and it was early. And you know, I mean, there there are stories. So it stayed in San Francisco. So okay. So let's talk. Why, you know, it's funny because you're a younger guy. Why are you into this? I mean. Why didn't you go to school? You're out in tech world, man. Why aren't you out there working at Facebook or Google or one of those companies or developing your own stuff? Why Why are you into this? Well, that's, a, that's actually a, a good question. Uh, nobody's asked me that particularly. Why am I not at a larger tech company? Um, I, I ended up actually starting off in, uh, in content marketing. Um, and I saw kind of where where people's struggles were with email and reaching reaching their customers. So even collecting emails on site, then how do we bring people back and convert them? Right. So that was my perspective on the whole thing. So I came from a little bit of a different background. In fact, I actually ended up going to law school prior to that, <laughs> not practicing. So I was never particularly a tech guy to start with. Um, so really I, I just saw where this was kind of going and the need from my customers and we started implementing and saw a lot of success. So sense. no, I get it. I mean, so, I mean, did you have a, like, a, a profession that you seem to navigate? Like I have a friend who does lawyers specific. It's funny you mentioned lawyers. That's what he does. He's helped lawyers find leads, right? They get customer and they, that's what they do. Did you have one that you were gravitated or gravitating towards? Yeah. And in fact, it kind of transitioned over. So we're, we're also a uh, an agency. So we do chatbots for people. And a lot of my contacts were with e-commerce companies. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. My family actually has a, um, a business in Denver, lots of wholesale, and we started to get online. And through that whole experience, I started making more and more e-commerce contacts and uh, yeah, they're still the majority of my customers. When, so they did they have a retail store? Your family? Yeah, it's both online and offline. Okay, so it's they both. had an offline retail store, and were you there when they went online? They had a website very early on, hmm. really crappy, right? I mean, back but who was a visionary to know that they needed one? Uh. It, it's it was a manager there that uh, has long since retired. Um. I, and frankly, I don't know the story of the website, how that came to be. Hmm. Interesting. They still have it? Yeah. Still up there. Uh, Jerry'sNuthouse.com. And do they still have the... <laughs> that's funny. Do they still have a um, uh, retail location too? Yeah. So it's it's one location in Denver, but the majority of the business, I would say probably like 90% is, is uh, actually wholesale. Okay. So you might see them like private labeled in, in Kroger and other. other Wait, stores. did they sell nuts? Little uh -huh. really? I met someone in your family. Your family still runs this business. Yeah. Uh, do they do trade shows? Not often, but uh, starting more recently, yeah. I swear I met them in Philadelphia at the Philly gift show. It could have been Philly or Atlanta, one of these gift shows. 
because the name just threw me. I remember walking by, yeah. chuckling to myself, and said, huh, interesting. Oh, so, that's funny. That's funny. All so, right, so, so you, you, saw, you saw this movement. You recognized the movement. Um, because my experience, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the software is getting easier, right? The, the barrier to entry, it gets easier and easier, but so, many, so few people take the leap because it seems overwhelming to understand. That's where I struggle. Yeah, 100%. So this kicked off in about 2016, late 2016, when Facebook opened up that part of the API. And at that point, it was really only coders doing this because you had to set up this whole separate thing. You had to know how to code in JavaScript, and it was very inaccessible at first. That's changed dramatically uh, to the point where if you were to open up your favorite kind of marketing automation software, uh, like HubSpot or an active campaign, your experience in a lot of the um, third-party bot building platforms would be very similar. Hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with HubSpot. I love HubSpot. I'm a big fan. Okay, so so you get into this uh, after doing content marketing. So you were a writer. I mean, if you're a lawyer, you're a writer. Right? Or if you went to <laughs> law school, you have to write. And so that was something you gravitated towards. You were understanding, building, and I made this note, collecting emails and conversion. I think that's another big challenge people have. They, they get the emails, they do nothing with it, or they don't know what to do with it. They don't uh, warm up the audience, right? They don't do all those things. And so when, when the Facebook Messenger opportunity came along, because I always hear Gary Vee say this, you know, way back in the day, every email gets opened, now, no emails get opened, right, with offers. Very, 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 very few. With the way I understand chatbots and messenger bots, they're still pretty – people are opening those, correct? Yeah. Uh, oh, so for your first set of messages to people, you're probably looking at about 80% open rates. 80%. So uh, I get a message. I oh, Tell me this. I got one. This is the first one that happened to me. Somebody did one to me through Instagram. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a message through Instagram. Maybe it was like a phone call or something. And then it connected to Facebook. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I'm like, who's got – somebody's connecting all the – and I'm, I ignored it all because I don't know who they are. But this stuff wasn't available until 2016, you're saying? Yeah, late 2016. Hmm. Maybe mid. <laughs> now, the reason I have you on because I'm intrigued – you're suggesting that this is a way companies today, not because, as you say, I guess in our pre-conversation, we had this conversation. I've seen chatbots around for a while, and they were always customer service. You know, is now you can have somebody's head. Hey, this is Steve. Can I answer your questions? Right, and that's okay, but that's not selling anything. You're suggesting at this point you can actually make sales through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I'd suggest that's actually the easier place to start for most companies. So, go ahead. No, I, I want you to walk us through. I was going to say, then walk us through that because I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that a that that I mean, I guess people are buying through there. I guess that's so new to me. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's not that necessarily they're going to be buying directly from Messenger. You may end up sending them back to your site. In fact, you probably will to complete the sale. Um, but the whole idea of warming up the audience. That happens at a level that that's really unparalleled in Messenger because it can be so interactive. Um, so, for example, uh, if if we took a a blog post, right, that you would have on an e-commerce or even a, a product page, maybe you have an offer on that page for a ten percent off coupon that pops up and you collect an email. Instead of collecting an email there. You can have somebody opt in to your Facebook Messenger bot, and it's one click, right? They don't have to enter anything. They just have to be logged into Facebook. They click, and they're immediately subscribed to your Messenger bot. All right. Let me make sure I get this clear. So I'm running an ad. I'm selling Steve's water bottle. I'm looking at my water bottle. So I'm selling water bottles, and I have a Facebook ad, and I'm running a Facebook ad, and it just for whatever reason, I target you because it's a match. You're athletic. You want to get out and do things, and you're like water, right? Okay, so those things allow me to get my audience chosen. It pops into your thing. You see this cool commercial. 
uh, athletic Steve drinking his water, and you're like, man, I want to look like him, so therefore you hit the 10% off, or what happens then? Maybe that's, I, I want to understand that. Yeah, sorry. So, so I guess there are multiple ways people can get into your Facebook bot. One, one way is definitely ads. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of referring to a pop-up on your site, which is... Oh, okay. So when I have but, a landing page, my landing page where I sell water bottles, for whatever reason, they came through my blog and they came over. So Facebook bot would actually pop up on the screen. Oh. Yeah, it could be the, the picture exactly the same thing as you have on an email pop-up, except now you have a little Facebook Messenger button that says get this in Messenger or click here to, you know, something like that. There are multiple calls to action that they're like 10 or 15 that Facebook. Uh, Do you have a company that we can look at? I mean, just so people can follow along, just to anybody you can mention that's doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um Let's see. Let me pick a bigger company. Well, sorry, I. Uh, That's okay. I put you on the spot. I just, spot I just I think that somebody's going to be doing the same thing because I probably have them very confused at this point because I am an idiot when it's talking about this stuff. I'm not. Sh I'm not sure. I mean, to be honest, I mean that's the that's the truth. So I'd like to be more certain, um, especially as people ask me questions. Yeah. No. No problem at all. Um, let me just. So one of. One of the nice things is there are a lot of there are a lot of people doing it. The people doing it right are frankly a small amount yeah, of them. That's good. That's opportunity. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think of some that are recognizable. What, what's happened with larger brands like Lego is one that's played with this. Mm -hmm. So uh, the another one would be actually American Eagle Outfitters. And I know we're talking about retail as well here, but this was selling directly online. All right, I'm so gonna go pure to American Eagle play. Outfitters. I'm going to go into American Eagle. They may. So the problem is they may not have this up at the moment. A lot of the larger brands are running very targeted campaigns and using Messenger for those campaigns only. We do see though that some of the smaller brands uh, still do have Messenger all the time. Let me look up one right now. Man, I, I really put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I apologize. No, it's um, my, am I, I put you on the spot. And, uh, you know, for me, all right, so they're looking for cookie. I, I look at American Eagle, now I'm on um, um, Lego. I, mean, I, I don't want to point you to my website because it's not an e-commerce website, right? Well, but I, I guess it, certainly... as long as it will help us understand what it looks like, I'm okay with that. So go ahead, tell me what it is. Sure. So it's mindheroes.com, M-I-N-D-H-E-R-O-S.com. Says sorry, we're doing some work on the site. Oops, <laughs> that's a really lot. yeah. That's mindheroes.com, h-e-r-o-e-s.com. Dude, that happens to me. Uh, you know, my website is down more than it's up. Yeah, so guess what? Oh, that's so funny because it's actually pulling up for me. Um, all right, let's let's go to botacademy.com. <laughs> Okay. It's a, it's actually Andrew Warner's site. Uh, full disclosure, I am affiliated with it, but that's fine. Okay, so Bot Academy. Yep, there's Andrew. He's starting to talk now. So, yeah. So if you were to go to any one of his articles on here, I think you're going to get a pop up on site and says, "Hey, subscribe here. Let me teach you a little more about this." What was interesting, it knew who I was. Oh, there it goes. Yep, free guide, every resource you need to chatbot business. And it says send to Messenger. So that, where normally would be sign up my email here, that's where it usually would say that. So in this case, it says send to Messenger. Exactly. So if you were to do that, and I, I don't know Andrew's flow, but immediately Facebook knows certain things about you, and those are accessible right inside Messenger. One of those things is your first name. So he's probably going to greet you by your first name, like, hey, Stephen, thanks for whatever. So we're already able to personalize the journey more effectively than you would in email. And it almost feels, I mean, is that the goal? Is it almost feels like I'm really chatting to a real person? Is that is that one of the attractive things about a chatbot right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the attractive thing is that it can be very engaging. You don't want people to think that they are talking to a real person because that can create some of the confusion and frustration that 
when the chatbot can't answer a customer service question, hmm. users can experience. Well, I'll give you my example. We just bought a new home, and I'm called our utility company, and they're like, the machine is like, I can understand full sentences, right? So it asks for my zip code. I give them that. Then I give them the street address. They repeat back something not even close to what I said. And they're like, is that yeah. correct? And I'm like, no. Okay, give me the zip code again. I give them the zip code again. Let's do it again. And they literally, it's this machine asking the exact same question. I give it to them again. They give me the exact same answer. Is that correct? No. Three times. And finally, I'm like, a person or operator or something. Oh, let me transfer you to an operator. It is, if I had an option, they would have been gone. Now, unfortunately, it's a utility, so, you know, they're quasi-governmental. You have no option. But that would have, I was so turned off from that experience I was completely ready to run away. And so that's a risk, correct? Yeah. I mean, if you mishandle the way your bot responds to people, then absolutely. What, that's one of the nice things about starting with more of a marketing focus. So I just, by the way, if you do want to check out an e-commerce site about this, there's one of my customers. I just kind of got the okay from them to share. Okay. is uh, podprints.com, P-O-D-P-R-I-N-T-Z.com. And there'll be a pop-up on there with a coupon. So it's probably more applicable to your, to your to audience. All right. I love that. Oh, whoa. That's a good website. Um, oh, yeah. This is beautiful. And then they have, um, oh, wow, photo booth. They got a lot of cool stuff. All right. I click in and boom. Up comes stuff. Um, hmm. Podprints.com. Okay, so so walk me through this example, like this company. What what did they do in the past? What did adding messenger bots do for them? Can you can you speak to that? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so for them, and they still collect email. I'm not advocating that you go away from email entirely. In fact, inside Messenger, I think you absolutely, on top of getting somebody on your messenger list. And that happens right when you click on that button. You're now a marketing lead inside Messenger. You're part of my list. You still want to collect an email because there's always a risk with Facebook. But for this company, they, they started offering a 10% off coupon for first-time customers right inside Messenger. So a little pop-up. Once people are engaged, um, we ask them who's, who it's for. They particularly target fathers and daughters. So we probably know it's one of these two segments. But we find out a little bit more about the customer so right away. And then we let them keep shopping. So they get their coupon. We ask them a couple marketing questions or customer segmentation questions. And then we let them complete the purchase if they want to. If they don't, but they've put something in the cart, we actually trigger... Um, abandoned cart messages mm. right inside Messenger. And those messages alone, in fact, have been the biggest source of revenue, um, outperforming email, abandoned cart. Uh, they even have SMS on there. It's, it's outperformed that. SMS they only do on mobile. Um, so it's been the absolute biggest source of, of revenue for them uh, driving sales and, you know, First-time purchases. I guess where I would, in the past, I would have thought there's only a couple thing that these chatbots are what can do, but it's deeper than that, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like having a, just an app on your site, right? So anything you could do in an app, you could probably do in a chatbot. Some of it might be very custom, but is it possible? Probably, yeah. When when you think of a company that's doing it right, okay, so so let's think about who's who's listening to this right now. They're selling on Amazon and eBay and maybe their own website, right, Shopify stores. And they're sitting there saying, okay, I definitely would love, A, to own my customers, right, to engage with them. Because if they're selling on Amazon, they're not their customers. They're Amazon's customers, right, unfortunately. Right. That's the way it is. But if they sell even on, on their own website, they'd like to engage with them more. But that's a challenge. I mean, it's just it's it's just overwhelming sometimes because they got you know seven irons in the fire and they're trying to manage that. So by using 
this kind of program? Is there a way that this will allow, especially newer private label sellers, to to start engaging with that customer, to start warming them up? And if so, what's the steps that you recommend? Yeah. So if if we're talking, do you, are we talking particularly for Amazon sellers or do most? Yeah, I would say probably more Amazon sellers or Shopify. But, you know, even if you have a Shopify store, 98 percent of your sales are going to come through Amazon. I mean, today, you know, unless they're running Facebook, you know, viral campaigns and stuff. Generally speaking, it's almost all going to be Amazon. Right. And, and so what I would suggest for that is if you're running ads to Amazon, definitely run people through either at least at minimum a landing page or a chat bot directly. There's no problem with sending them eventually to Amazon, but we do want to capture them as customers now it, or as leads so you can remarket to them. Amazon gets tricky, but what has been successful for other people, if we're not even talking about ads, in it, put an insert in your Amazon box, either with a link or a QR code. QR codes, I know, traditionally aren't, aren't super effective, but you are going to capture some percentage of people with a promise of a future discount in that box. Okay. So, Go ahead. So, I, sorry, maybe I, maybe I wasn't. So, like, if I were to print something. No, I, I see. In Circa, yeah. we have warehouse yeah. customers. I think most people are familiar they have in there, especially because there are terms of service with Amazon. You're allowed to do some things, not others. Generally, it's warranty stuff or, you know, that kind of thing, right? I mean, that's what a lot of people can do and you can kind of get away with. Yeah, and, and that's part of it. You could You could easily say for customer service, go here, and then – you can still nurture that relationship a little bit beyond just customer service, right? Um, and that's we do see that that for most interactions, even if it's just with a customer service agent inside the bot, if you present some other options later on, one of the use cases might be like particular help finding a product. So if it's a complex purchase, like sizing is yeah. very, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, or even just a discount offer if they click through, then that that is effective in terms of driving sales, even if it's from a customer service related um, contact. And so the pitch is what? So, you know, Steve selling water bottles, I bring you to my site or maybe through Amazon, whichever, or like you say, come in through my site first. Um, hey, here's a coupon, and this will allow you to buy right off of Amazon. I mean, that's the, the beauty. So Amazon doesn't lose in that scenario. So you're talking to them up front, and you're saying, hey, let's start a relationship here. Here's 10% off an order. Can you put in that chatbot then the link that would take them right to the Amazon listing and with a coupon code? I mean, is it that sophisticated yet? So I – I believe that you can insert the coupon code in the URL. I'm not 100% sure about that. Or I could um, have it in his information, use Steve's 25 off or something like that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. That That's easy. And is that yeah. effective? I mean, do you, have you seen any better closing rates with st- by running like an A-B test or any of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it tends to be because we can follow up with people in Messenger and keep the conversation going. Um, and people are are reading the messages. So like we talked about, at the moment, the channel is getting huge open rates. So 80%, give or take. And click-through rates are usually upwards of 50%. So 50% of the 80%, that's what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they click through. That means they're going to see the offer. That doesn't mean they chose the offer. That means they, they're going to see the real offer. Right. But what we can do is we know that they've clicked. We don't know if they've purchased or not, but 30 minutes, two hours, however long you want to give them to possibly complete the purchase, we can follow up with them and say, hey, were you able to purchase or did you have any questions? So that's a, like we use ConvertKit for something like that. So with what what software, do you have to use a different, like a plugin or something for that? Or does Facebook Messenger allow that specifically? Um, well, it's definitely allowed. Usually you're going to be using a third-party software okay. like ChatFuel or ManyChat. Okay, okay. 
All right, that's what you need is that third party that's going to then send that other message out, right? It knows the time and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. All right. And so ManyChat is, I'm familiar with ManyChat. That seems to be one of the more prevalent ones. And what was the other one? ChatFuel? Yeah, ChatFuel. And those services do what for um, Facebook Messenger? They're they're almost like a HubSpot okay. or a marketing automation software for chatbots. And and that was one, because I asked that question in our pre-interview we were talking about, is that what people are using for a CRM? So they're using like a ManyChat to keep that information? You know, I mean, most vendors are going to have some other CRM, um, but that's easy. We can usually link to that with Zapier or some sort of, of software like middleware. Uh, sometimes we have to custom code it, but it's very possible. So, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of like the flow, all right? So again, I'm selling water bottles and somehow either through a blog or through Facebook or whatever, right? And you're saying there are both multiple ways. There are lots of entry points to bring them in uh, by, and, and make sure I'm clear understanding. So wherever it is, I say, hey, click here, and it pulls up Messenger with one click. And it's mm-hmm. a, and then my message comes to you saying, "Hey Nick, uh, I see you want to be like Steve too. So <laughs> you know, here's ten percent off. Don't laugh that hard. Ten uh, percent off your uh, water bottle, um, and um, you know, or join our list of other uh, wannabe athletes. You know, uh, we have blah blah blah. Right, whatever it would be." And that's the warm up phase, right? That's the one where if they click yes to sign up. That's engagement, correct? Exactly. And that's hard. That's hard to get that first engagement. It's like really hard because you're physically saying, Nick, I need a decision here. And for you to click yes, I mean, that you know that I'm going to market the, you to death, right, by saying yes. Yeah, so, so you've actually, I mean, once you click to get into the chat bot from a button, There are some exceptions to this. You're now a marketing lead, so you don't actually have to take another action in there. I mean, technically, I could market to you right away. That's not what we'd advocate doing. But that's offer and acceptance right there. So that means you agreed to become part of a marketing thing. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So let's convert this to sales because I, I, I think what people are going to be listening to is they're saying, what are these guys talking about? What are they talking about? This is a method that you... Um, in the old days, right, you just had to be the lowest price to stand out, right? Or you just had to have to get there first. Maybe that's a better way to say it. I had to get to you first. And then, boom, if you weren't smart enough to go search and see if it was cheaper, you likely would buy from me, assuming that that's what it is. Now, there's just so many options and there's so many opportunities. People might check you out, but they never get an offer, right? They just move on to the next thing, right? They lost interest and they move on. With this, what you're saying is, hey, stick around. Here's an opportunity for you to maybe look at buying us stuff, right? Yeah, and I'd like people to think beyond just strictly making the sale right away. This is a way to start some some relationships with people in a way that you generally can't over email. So if I were to ask you a question in email about your preferences, I would venture to guess that the reply rate to that, like if, if we were selling like mountaineering gear, right? And if I was if I wanted to segment my customers and find out these are avid like mountain people that that, you know, are rock climbers. These are actually people that maybe just mountain bike, things like that. People that would reply to that email and say, hey, yes, I identify as like I mountain bike every every other day really low. But that that sort of conversation can happen very, very easily with a single click or a little bit of typing inside Messenger. So you get to know a bit more about your audience. You can then send them targeted content to keep that relationship going, right? So maybe it's about the next mountain bike event that's happening in their area. or And that might be specific. But, but you can see the possibilities of extending this beyond just the sale to keep top of mind. And then when you have an appropriate offer, then you can send it to them. You've already warmed them up, um, and they'll be more receptive. So 
it can parse that data, the, the feedback given. So mountain bike, I'm interested in men's mountain bike, for example. Yep. So therefore, we can segment that data, hold on to it, and eventually, like you say, earn the right to make a pitch when I have an offer. Exactly. How did people do that in the past? Not easily. <laughs> or they just didn't do it, probably. Yeah, I mean, you can do it in email, and I've seen it done with links and sometimes replies. And you can automate this in, in a lot of different softwares. I know, I think you mentioned ConvertKit. Um, I think it's very possible. It's just that you're not going to get a lot of people to take that yeah. action. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's people want, was it passive, right? They want easy. This, yeah. if you're forcing me to make a decision, like writing an email is a hassle. If I have to click the button and then reply to you, now it's like having to call you on the phone. That's hassle time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how lazy we've gotten, right? Um, so so in this scenario, it's really just click back and hit the thumbs up in theory, you know, with a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, but it's surprising, though, how many people will actually write in a messenger bot if you ask them to. Is it because it's so short and they know they're not going to get dragged into some, you know, they, they know they're not expected to be grammar correct. They're not expected to have, you know, full sentences, paragraphs and all that rigid stuff. Is that part of it, do you think? hundred percent. I definitely think that's part of it. It's just you're used to communicating in any sort of messenger platform and just like a short text version, right? So you're going to use an emoji. You're going to do like, just like, yeah, I do that. Not an email where it's a long drawn out thing or, or in your mind it is, right? So this chat bot takes that data, gives it back to you and says, okay, Steve, we got Nick. Nick's interested. He wants to look like you. So we want to put that into a, a bucket through these third-party companies. And then at some point we feed you more. I mean, is the recommended then to feed you more information to build you up ego-wise a little bit more, um, not with an offer, as you're saying, because that could be a turnoff. So it's really to engage with you more, to get you drawn into, to say, yeah, we do have a connection here. Our business and you seem to have some similar interest. Here's some more info on it, right? Is that kind of the way it works? Yeah. So, I mean, I think with anything, it's how close is this person to actually purchasing? If they've clicked add to cart, we can probably treat them a little bit differently oh, and okay. with abandoned cart messages, right, than somebody else who's just opted in from the blog. And, and it doesn't always have to be a coupon. I mean, if we were talking about, it, it could be like, if you really know your audience well, you could have a fun quiz inside Messenger about something they care about, right? That could be your lead magnet to get them in. Um, so there are lots of different ways, but it's just how close is this person to purchasing? How much warm up do we need? And no matter what, I would still suggest like sending information that they care about and can interact with uh, is a good idea to foster the relationship. I'm, I'm thinking this, as I, I think about this, I get very few messenger, you know, thing, couple a day. I get thousands of emails a day. Yeah. Is that one of the other giant reasons it stands out today? Yeah. I mean, right now it's, it's the open rates in large part of the channel. It's new. It's not. People aren't getting bombarded with messages. I think eventually that's going to change, just like it did with email. But I think we still have some time yet, and Facebook's taking some steps to make sure that doesn't happen that quickly. I, I think of like cell phone calls. I mean, do you even answer your phone anymore if you don't recognize a number? <laughs> Nobody does because no. it's ninety percent of the time. Don't hang up. Your business is not available on Google, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who is this lady? I'm not hang I'm hanging up, lady, and I'm blocking you. But it, they keep, you know, they keep masking uh, local numbers, and, and they just get in there. So now I, I, my experience is most people, and I watch them, nobody answers their phone anymore, like nobody. That's a risk, and that's kind of the way email is. In this scenario, though, generally, if somebody came in Messenger, they know me. That's the way I think about it. Well, they know you. And the other thing is, like, think about what happens when when you get a text message. If I were to text you right now on your phone, what does your phone do? Um, bloop, bloop. Gives yeah, me a little message. Exactly. Yeah. Like it dings at you. And you would probably just take a quick peek and maybe tap on it just out of habit. Oh. Facebook Messenger acts the exact same way. So anywhere you have Facebook installed, right, you also have Messenger with very little exception. So it's going to ding at you on your computer if you're on there. 
it's going to, and you probably even maybe have a push notification on there. You also have it on your phone and it's going to pop up just like a text message would. Hmm. And so that gets my attention more today, like you're saying. Um, Are there things that are coming after that that you see out there in the pipeline uh, since you're out in the big Silicon Valley area? Yeah, I mean, definitely the customer service piece is evolving. We can do it better and better. Um, and some some people do it fairly well today. It's just that it's more costly. So there's some natural language processing that needs to happen. Um, and one of the things we talked about briefly was, look, it can be frustrating for somebody if they're, they don't get the information they want. So I would say definitely look toward using that to lower your customer service costs but you quickly want to escalate the the conversation to a live person if the user doesn't get the information they want. But, and, and maybe the interim step is to use it in your off hours, right, or something like that, and just try to figure out how you can start feeding it into your system. You know, it, Because if you just close and it just gets a voicemail, that's not great. Nobody leaves a message hardly. Um, so if there's a way, because some problems... Any idea how many problems can get solved with with this? I mean, have you seen companies doing it well, either solving problems or taking orders through these? Um, any idea? Yeah, no, it absolutely can. If you think of your FAQ questions, mm-hmm. those questions can absolutely be automated, right? It's the stuff that you get asked over and over again. That generally is fairly easy. So if if that accounts for... 70 to 80 percent of customer questions to you then that's probably the amount that you can automate and so if somebody's getting a lot of the same questions that's that's what they should be doing right now is just saying hey wait we can we can stop these calls from coming in i would look at that one of the biggest things for for customers that i've worked with is where's my package Mm. oh yeah yeah 100 percent, all the time (laughs) so if a face popped up with nick's face saying hey let me check for you that would be powerful yeah, exactly. Or even in the chat bot, we can pop up a little image with a button that says track my package. On top of that, if you order and you've opted into Messenger, we can send you shipping notifications right in Messenger. So we're preventing some of that from happening, like preventing the call in the first place and the question from from even occurring. So you're answering the question before they ask it. You know, it's funny because uh, that's the belief of Amazon. They say if they get a phone call, that's a fail, right? That means we didn't do a good job of presenting it or answering your questions in advance, so it's a fail. So in this scenario, this is really and, – and it's also the customer service or the order taker or the marketing person that never takes time off too. I think that's very attractive. Yeah. And, and I mean, it works both ways, right? I think it, I think the easiest place to start, like I was saying, is, is the marketing side of it. Um, certainly, if I were an e-commerce company, I would suggest starting, look, start with abandoned cart because that's low-hanging fruit. Um, and that's where somebody clicked to buy, but then they're like, you know what? I have buyer's remorse, and I'm getting ready, and I move my mouse to the top left, and I'm ready to hit the arrow <laughs> or the X, and boom, it says, hey, Nick, stop. That's that. That's an example, correct? Yeah, that could be. So it's actually a little more nuanced. It's almost like email. If you opt in on that that box that popped up that you saw on Podprint, and then you put something in the cart, you don't check out. Thirty minutes later from Podprint, you're going to see an abandoned cart message mm. just saying something like, "Hey, your your uh, awesome necklace is waiting for you," and you're going to see an image of the necklace and an option to check out with a 10% coupon code. And it's literally just a little, and this is a messenger thing that's going to come up. Yep. And it's crazy. And that's what we were talking about. So I'll I'll give you the specific numbers because I I know they won't care, but that code has driven in the past, let me look, I think it's three months or so, $24,000 in sales. 24 is 740. For pod prints. For pod prints. Hmm. And that would have been gone. I mean, it was gone. People yeah, it was gone. clicked and, you know, good luck going back to remember to go back and click on it again, right? I mean, good luck. Exactly. So abandoned cart, I would also start with Facebook ads uh, retargeting at the bottom of the funnel. Um, there's another store that actually does this well. I, you probably know him. It's uh, Ezra Firestone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's cool. I met Joseph. him. He's very cool. 
Yeah. So, and he's always on top of the newest stuff. So they, they did a, a, a test actually where he retargeted people to Messenger. So bottom of the funnel people that didn't purchase. We're not talking about abandoned cart on site, but through Messenger uh, on Facebook. So if they haven't purchased, they see an ad. Sending people to Messenger outperformed his um, uh, dynamic product ads that he was showing to people. And again, is it because it's the warming that happens or it seems more intimate? I, he, you know, I'll be honest, he didn't really warm people up at all with that. It was just mm. an ad to a coupon code. It did have some images in there and the match to the landing page was pretty exact. So, I mean, it was a good Facebook Messenger ad. So with with Messenger, you definitely want to include images. That's part of your copy almost now. So it's creative and copy are very intertwined. Uh, and he was just sending people to to check out on a on a page after that. Hmm. Um, that dude is very smart, and he definitely seemed cutting edge. And he's built a very large business and doesn't use Amazon for a lot of it. I mean, it, I think it it is mostly Facebook and that kind of thing. Um, is it? It's replicatable today, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's probably never been easier to do it. And, and what, what's making it easier? Is it the software? Yeah. Hmm. And you recommend ManyChat. What was the other one you recommend? ChatFuel. ChatFuel. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make sure I, I write that down. So ManyChat and ChatFuel. And so if somebody is sitting here and they're like, okay, I, I, uh, Nick, you got me interested because we're talking about, like you say, we, we start with those uh, with the marketing because it's the best place. It's a great place to learn. And then eventually it could turn into customer service. And you can replace, not replace, as you expand, this can fill in your team, right? I mean, it, it is weird to have AI as part of your team, but if they can do some of the, like you said, tracking was a perfect example. Somebody has that question 24-7, it's available. That's a service, to mm -hmm. me, that's valuable, right? 24-7, I can just hit a button. I don't have to talk to anybody, and it'll show me where my package is. That's valuable. That's where you evolve to. And that's the stuff where we try to add value to the customer journey, right? So it's your receipt in Messenger, tracking, and then maybe I do have a question. So I see it in Messenger, the tracking, but I can quickly either talk to the bot or escalate it to a live human. So it augments your team is, is the way I would put it. Yeah, I, I think that that is, again, imagine getting tracking because right now it comes through my email. And again, I've got a million of them in there. But if it's coming to my Facebook Messenger, very few messages that would make it stand out. Um, and then it gives you, I assume, the ability to follow up. Hey, Steve, you got your package. Just want to make sure everything's great. If it's not, let us know. Yeah, that's one of the cooler things that that I I think for, for merchants makes a difference. So we do follow up with people. Uh, if you're on Shopify, Shopify's API actually lets you know when the package has been delivered if, if it's a tracked package. So you can trigger a flow, like a message, in your bot a couple days after the package has been delivered and the customer has, in theory, had a chance to play with it. And there are two cases, right? Either somebody's happy or somebody's yeah. not, <laughs> right? Uh, basically. Right, no, it's good or bad. Yep, I'm with you. And if they're not happy, now you have the chance to do some proactive customer service. So if they click one star or two stars or crap, you know, bad, you can start reaching out and alerting an actual live human that, hey, there's a problem here, let's fix it. And so the system can do that and send Steve a note saying, hey, you know, Nick's not happy with his purchase. And then, boom, I can then call you and say, hey, what's going on? Let me make this right or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the funny part is a lot of merchants will see their complaint rates actually go up a bit. <laughs> um, because those are customers that never would have complained to you. But because it's so easy now you have a chance to fix it. So you're giving, yeah, I was going to say, you're giving them a chance to complain and you're like, are you sure you don't want to complain, Nick? I mean, we're giving you another <laughs> shot. But however, most people vote with their feet, at least my experience. They're never coming back because they didn't get a chance to make it right, right? You did nothing. I was dissatisfied and I move on and I voted with my feet. And the scenario we are here is I'm complaining or I'm not complaining. Now I'm complaining because you gave me a chance to. Yeah, you're right. That thing really is kind of tight. And then I can have a chance to fix it and then I can build that relationship that much stronger. Are there mm -hmm. any stats uh, that you've seen on what 
people can see in an increase in sales or, or what, what's, what people have seen? Uh, one of the stats I can point to, um, and it's, it's changing a little bit because Facebook's rules are always changing, but initially abandoned cart through messenger, we were seeing about four X to 10 X more revenue through there than email marketing. Um, one of my customers through the whole bot funnel and we were tracking with like Google track, uh, analytics tracking links. I think their overall conversion rate is at about like a little over 18% from mm. Facebook messenger, no matter how they come in. Right. So it could be a customer service inquiry, could just total funnel. One of the other thing that you can do is really, um, build out a group on, on messenger, correct? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically equivalent to your email list. People do have to be very careful because Facebook does have some strict terms of service, um, about how you can contact these people and eventually, and it's starting already, it's going to turn into pay to play. So I, I would get in sooner rather than later. Oh, interesting. Um, once you have that, I mean, are there going to be messenger influencers? Are we going to have that people? Oh, that's funny. I, I guess I would say that we've already started seeing that a little bit. <laughs> they're um, everywhere, those people, those Kardashians. I bet you the Kardashians are messenger influencers and they're yeah, making money. I, mean, I bet you. I, be, I think you're right. I mean, there are some bots. Uh, I know of one with over, um, it's like a million and a half people in there. Uh, it's, it's not e-commerce. I'll, I can tell you that, <laughs> but, but yeah, they, they promote other people's offers in the bot and that's how they generate a lot of their revenue. Hmm. What do you see the, it's not an end game, but what do you see it evolving to? I mean, what are, what are the companies of the future? I mean, maybe that's the, the way to end this kind of conversation is that, like you say, get into marketing cause that's the easier place to get into. Cause it's nice. People are interested or semi-interested. You're giving them value. That's all the relationship. Then when they start to complain, then you can move into customer service to deal with challenges and be proactive. I love what you're saying there is to get, get ahead of the story, right? At volume, at scale. What what's the full picture look like? I mean, is it are we looking at complete virtual companies? Like, I mean, is that weirdly coming? So, I'm sorry, just so I understand the question. Well, like, because it it sounds like sales, customer service. Uh, I mean, it, it almost you know, and if they use a third party company for fulfillment, I mean, it seems like you can you know one person can have a whole team, but not really team. It's bots, and run a whole business. I I mean, I don't think that's coming for a long time. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that the bot experience is probably never going to be as great as it could be with a human. It can certainly be more consistent. So it can be consistently good, but to stand out, I mean, there's a level of EQ that great customer service people and great companies tend to have that I don't think is that I think is a long ways off with a bot. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm definitely as I as I look out there and I think about you know where our e-commerce business is coming. I remember it was a John Lawson said this is that you need a landing page for each product, Steve. I mean that's where the market's going to go is when somebody looks for a backpack. They're going to want to, They're going to come, and you're going to want them to come and see your backpack, right? There's no competition there because they're only seeing yours. So how do you get them there? And then once I have them there, how do we market to them? And I think that's the miss. That last little bit, you know, just come and see my website. I got you to know, my website, which is huge, but now, like you say, there's no engagement. I'm not sitting there saying, "Oh wait, Nick's on the website. Let me <laughs> wait. Hey, hey, Nick, what's going on, dude?" But when I go to Mind Heroes, which is working, by the way, mindheroes.com, so it must have been a funky thing going on. We had storms here. Um, I got a message saying, hey, how can I help you? And it knows it's me. That's what I don't like, Nick. I'm just going to let you know that. I don't like that it knows it's me. It wants me to log into my messenger. <laughs> yeah, and it can feel weird to people uh, that aren't used to seeing it. Absolutely. So there, there will be some of that, but it's... I think it's rarer than than it's not the norm anymore to have people be uncomfortable with that in my experience. I think it I think we've accepted it. And so I think those of us who have accepted it 
uh, are now saying, okay, how can I utilize this? How can this make my life easier and better? And I think that that's where I'm at. Because again, if I don't want to go through what I went through to get my electric turned on, you know, oh, you're at 224. I'm like, no, 506. Oh, 24. No, <laughs> you know, so, so I don't want that grief. And so again, if we can get that fixed, um, when I go to mindheroes.com, there's a section called articles. You guys have touched on tons. I mean, you know, the idiot Steve talking this stuff, everybody's going to be like, I'm a little more confused. I'm certain that you're going to be confused after listening to me, not Nick. Um, he's got, you got a lot of articles out here. I mean, have you, have you counted how many articles you have here? I'm up to page five. Um, and there's uh, there's, no, actually, <laughs> but there's quite a bit about Messenger. So I apologize if there was some confusion around this. It's actually, in some ways, it's easier to see it. So the articles are a great way to... Well, you give you give exactly you know it's funny i'm looking at flow charts almost like so you can see it i think visually i think this is a visual thing that really helps to see it as it goes through and as you can flow through it um i think it's very clever and again all this stuff is free i you didn't ask uh, you are marketing to me i mean i see you over there trying to warm me up saying <laughs> hey you know but generally speaking this stuff is all free correct yeah everything on there is free um i think the only thing that that you may have to pay for. No, all the articles are free. Right, yeah, but when are you going to yeah. charge me? What? It, oh, you do offer services. I knew there had to be a pitch somewhere in this thing. Um, and he has a unicorn. So if you like unicorns, you got to go check out this <laughs> unicorn. Um, so there is a pitch at some point, right? Does well, you, yeah. I mean, you're still in business at the end of the day, right? Right, right. And you have some big clients. I mean, you have uh, worked with Uber and Lyft, Macy's, McDonald's, KFC, uh, the White House Fellows, never heard of that one. Uh, that's interesting. And Wish, which is massive. Those people are massive. And so uh, these are options that you guys, like you said, you're an agency, so you've got lots of um, opportunities. So if somebody really needs help and this is something that they're interested in, you have, I mean, do you handle smaller sellers, smaller e-commerce companies? Yeah. So we, we're actually working on a package designed specifically for some smaller sellers uh, that don't need something as custom, but want to dip their toe in this and start seeing the benefits of it. Have, have you thought about what the ideal customer is um, for, you know, or when is a company ready to use this? I mean, how big was Jerry's Nuthouse before they got to this? So I, I think the answer to that is more in terms of um, how much traffic do you have and how many. So if you want to start, like I said, abandoned carts, a great place to start because that that really does drive revenue. And then from there, you can justify other use cases. So if you're getting enough abandoned carts, um, if you think about your email abandoned cart, how much that money that drives. Now, if you're getting like 10 abandoned carts a day, that's we're not going to move the needle. But if if you are getting 100 even and we can recapture 10% of those, how much is that going to help? And other services, it looks like you guys can help with getting that traffic, at least the way I read this, because I see all the SEO and the PPC and all that kind of jazz and AdWords. Yeah, we do. Um, okay. So Facebook ads and, and Messenger kind of work very well hand in hand. So we do offer that. Okay, so if somebody's thinking about it, so if you're listening to this and you're sitting back and saying, okay, I want to move off these third-party channels in some way and eventually have my own audience and my own loyal group of customers. I mean, because that's, I mean, when you want to build a brand, I mean, it's, it is, you know, of course you want to be where the market is. You want to sell, that was Gary B's advice to me, Steve, you want to be everywhere, right? You want to be everywhere, <laughs> right? That was his, get to ask him a question. And so to me, this is a, is a good example of this would allow you, if you do this right, to build your brand or your loyal customers and engage with them. I think so. And and really, we're seeing just in general, people are moving toward messaging platforms. It doesn't have to be Facebook. Right now, that's the place to be. But other other companies are going to start opening up, like Google. Give us an example. Yeah, Google. Um, Little dinky company, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we also are seeing this from Apple. So Apple has opened up to select business partners for iChat. So iBusinessChat is has bots on it now um uh, amazon has this something similar there's a way where they actually have a messenger it's a it's a I, I just heard about this it's a preliminary i mean not everybody can get into it but you can literally ask your customers can ask questions of you and it pops right up on your screen yeah 
Exactly. So, I mean, I think this is where the whole market is moving because that's that's where customer preferences are starting to shift toward those messaging type platforms. Uh, and I think it'd be smart to get in as early as possible in not only just Facebook, but look toward those other companies opening up to the public. Because the concept's the same. The nuances of where it gets different, right? Uh, Google's will be their API and their different little things, but the concept is the same. Yeah, and if you start now, you can kind of work out the kinks for your business, find out what works in messaging as a channel, and then transport that that skill of knowledge to Google, you know, Amazon, et cetera. And, and, you know, Steve might sound like a fanboy because this stuff is really cool. That's it. I don't benefit. But I think about it this way is, at least in my experience in my, my old corporate world, these things, when you get into them, you don't know where you're going to use them yet. You might not be sitting here saying, all right, I've got a great place for this. But when that opportunity comes along, you're going to be in a position to be able to take, oh, we could just have the uh, chatbot handle that. We can have the chatbot handle that. Um, to me, that those kind of things, at least in my life, that has, done, that has served me well, um, learning this stuff. It isn't going to hurt you, that's for sure. Yeah, that's 100 percent it. And I think that's something we're definitely seeing in voice chatbots. So like uh, I'm not going to say the name because it'll go off. But Alexa. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> all of that. Like so that's the case for those now. Chat like messenger chatbots. We do have some proven use cases that we, we talked about. But voice 100 percent. It's interesting. Nobody knows if it's really going to generate revenue or what the great use case is yet. Hmm. Uh, somebody, one of my employees brought in Alexa. Now I have it. They give it to me. I speak a lot and I've gotten a couple of these things as a gift. They've never come out of the box. And somebody put one in and now I must admit, I love it. I mean, it's, I know they're listening. I don't, it bothers me, but I must admit when I want to listen to Tom Petty, I just say, Alexa, play Tom Petty and boom, <laughs> up it comes, yeah. you know, it's so cool. I mean, it really, really is. And so when I say Alexa, order coffee, Right, like you're saying. And so that opportunity, oh, dude, very, very cool. All right, so if somebody wants more information, so mindheroes.com is the website that I went to, and I, I mean, it, 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 that's where, I mean, I'm telling you, there is tonnage of articles on here, and I'm going to read some of them because they're free. I like <laughs> the price. I do. I'm just going to tell you that, Nick. I like that price. Um, but there's a lot of background information about all this stuff, and you can start to figure it out. And what I also appreciate, there's some visual stuff that has some links on it so I can kind of follow it through. Um, what's the best way if somebody wants to follow up and ask some questions of you? I mean, look, I'm available through any of those channels, right? Somebody could go to Mind Heroes, use the chat bot. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick at mindheroes.com. Okay, um, I'll put that in yeah. there too. Nick at Mind Heroes. All right, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to ask you my last question. I always ask the same question. Um, you know, and I, I don't know how you want to answer this. That would be interesting. So, you know, my goal of my podcast is always for people who get stuck, right? They, they, they've had success. Their, their things are going well. But generally, they didn't make it to the full-time or they didn't make the full-time income. They bought themselves a job so far. And they're trying to push past it, and they get stuck, right? It just seems to get stuck. What's your advice for getting past stuck? And it doesn't have to be chatbot related, but I mean, what, because this has to happen to you too. Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting question. I, I think that the biggest thing that has moved the needle in my business is relationships with people. Mm. So I know it's funny. We're talking about all this AI yeah, stuff. Yeah, wait a second. You got a robot, don't you? You have a robot. <laughs> but but the, yeah, the thing that I appreciate about chatbots, and it's led to conversations with people. It's to facilitate uh. relationships, to make people's lives easier, and to make the connection easier, especially in my case, because it's a higher ticket item. But you only automate to a certain point. The rest, I think, is really creating these relationships. Like, thank you for having me on the podcast. And, you know, that sort of thing. That I think that alone has, has been the biggest impact in my business. I always say this. You'll never know who you're going to learn from, you know. And you never know. I mean, it, it, and so I'm with you. And plus, it's just more rewarding in life. So very, very cool. So uh, I'm going to have the links out there. Mindheroes.com. Uh, his email is nick at mindheroes dot com. Um, check out check out some of this stuff, this reading uh, stuff. There's lots of uh, information there, and I just think it's a great place to start and reach out to Nick. He's offered uh, to talk about this stuff if you're interested. Uh, Nick, I, I want to wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.
great guy, super smart. You can see why he's doing so well. Um, this is so neat. I mean, it's just so fascinating where the world's going and you get a, a front row seat, you're participating in it. And so, you know, be that outlier, put your head down and do the work. If you heard Alan Walker's interview, I mean, it's really what has separated him. You know, why he's having success is because he's doing the work. He used to coast. If you were a coaster, I coasted. Uh, lots of times I've coasted. That's not the way to really get to success. Um, that's a way to plod along and be average. You want to be above average. So put your head down, do the work. Go out there uh, to that mindheroes.com. Start reading these uh, blog posts. Read, 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 study, understand it, and then apply into your business and execute really well. Reach out to him or me if you need any help. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.